Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. It's Friday, and I am so excited. This airs on Friday, so it's Friday in our world, Mr. Garvin. (laughs) See? (laughs) Well, I I have a good friend in the studio. Mr. G. Garvin. Yo, what up? It's Monday in my head. <laughs> That's because you're always on the go and traveling and here, there, and everywhere. Um, it's funny, like, I can't just be like, so G, because his name is Jerry. I'm sorry, I'm giving out government names tonight. Today, to, I don't even know what time of day it is. AKA that guy. Hey, you look like that guy, man. <laughs> that guy who everyone probably wants to tell you, my mama macaroni and cheese recipe is better than yours. While touching me. <laughs> I can I can hear you, man. You don't have to touch me. I can hear you. Hilarious. Well, G. Garvin, amazing chef. Um, you have your restaurant in Atlanta Airport. I that make fun all the time when I go through the airport. I'll take a selfie with his picture. Never eat. I did. No, I have. Okay, okay. No, I have. We finally got you, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. The problem is it's so popular, the line's always too damn long. So I'm rushing to my flight because I wait to the last minute to go to the airport. But yes. I've been. I can say that. But outside of all of that, a great friend and business partner. We've been working on some great stuff in the food space. Um, those of you who listen to Candidly Keishan, you know, follow me in whatever medium, whether it's Instagram. No, I love to cook. You love to cook. I You're love pretty to good cook. at it, too. I Thanks. like that. Thanks. Yeah. You've learned, I've learned, I've learned a couple, a trick or two from you. <laughs> Funny. My favorite, though, is how to cut a jalapeno. Yes, right? That was my favorite right? trick that you taught me, yeah, I must yeah. say. And then you can always add the seeds if you want to kick up the Ooh, spice, and that see? would be Mr. Unprofessional, <laughs> G. Garvin. It's okay. The rookie. Yes. So um, but yeah, that's one of the first things I I learned um, in how to make things, how to control the spicy mm-hmm. temperature of things. Um, and jalapenos is one of those that people just don't think about. They just dice it all up and throw it all in, and they go, ooh, it's hot. You know what I did? I still did take the seeds out, but you taught me how to, like, cut around Mm -hmm. the jalapeno opposed to, like, I would cut it in half, Mm -hmm. and then I would scoop the seeds out, and then I'd always, then I'd finally gotten good because then I'd always, like, four hours later touch my eye, then my eye would be on fire. So then I realized, okay, maybe what I'll do is I'll only touch it with my left hand since I'm right-handed and only cut with my right hand, and then I'd touch my face, and it wouldn't burn my eyes. But now I know how not to touch the seeds at all. You know what's crazy? And this is like probably super corny for a lot of people, but only because I wear contacts and and, and people who wear contacts can probably relate to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm always thinking of that. And the other day, my contact actually popped out. So and I can typically catch it with my eye, just close my eye real quick and I move my head and look real <laughs> crazy. And people are like, yo, is he 
having a seizure. No, I'm just trying to get my contact back in mm-hmm. without touching. Right. So the other day, I'm responding to the reaction of the contact popping out, and I'm cooking with, because I do this, like, lemon, um, it's lemon pepper jalapeno chicken that I absolutely oh, that love. so good. So and wait, I'm, can we talk about this real quick? Yeah, absolutely. How long have we known each other? Well, I mean, I hollered at you like 10 years ago and you kept it pushing. And then I think Shut we met like up. a year later. <laughs> Whatever, but listen. He was walking out of the Intercontinental. I was like, yo. He was like, what up? Not happening. But can I tell you, it's so funny. I've always been so aloof. Like, I never know when people are trying to talk to me. I was pretty, I was like, you know that uh, that song, uh, Music Soul Child? Oh, Lord. Yeah, I was like, yo, I just want to. <laughs> Can I tell you I had no clue to this day till you telling like, me in what this up, moment? I had, had a little no... BMW with the with the vert and um I was like, yo, what up? I had my black BMW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Well, as we digress. We yeah, so I'm just So I don't even remember this. Yeah, but I think we met like officially through Chris. Was it yeah, Chris? But it was, yeah, probably. I think, okay. you know, it's funny because I think we'd seen each other and always said hi yeah. or hey, how are you, but never really officially met until it was at, yes, it was Luda, at. Luda Day weekend. Was it a dinner? Yes. Okay. Exactly. My point to this thing is yeah, it's been yeah. many years and I still haven't been invited over for dinner. Really? Really. Oh, wow. You know, I never think, I, I never thought about that. Really? You know what's funny? Because for me, as much as I, I mean, you got like, think about my day recipe development, something always relating to food or um, something involving me sitting down, cooking, testing, developing. Mm -hmm. So when I'm at the house, it's like, how quickly can I do this? So it's really never exciting. Excuse me. Like yesterday, I'm telling you, I got it down to a science. Like I was like, you know, it's my morning is almost like getting, it's almost like follow me on this. It's almost like a woman's morning. Only because typically a guy can get up, brush his teeth, and whatever if they got hair out the door. <laughs> as my look, as my niece would say to your hair, all gone. Right, all gone. All gone. So I have to shave my head and <laughs> uh-huh. my face every day. Well, I haven't shaved in like two days, but typically face, mm-hmm. head every day. Contact I thought of laser hair removal on your head. Well, see, it, it, like I, it's not my. It's I think that's a little diva ish. Like I'm gonna just get it all off. But for me, it's but just like... But that's like a time thing. If that's something you have to do every day... Yeah, but if I, if I, God willing, eventually do get old and I decide I want to just let you it... You want to have the George Jefferson? I, I, you know, I don't have a choice. <laughs> hey, it's each You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> so my, my mornings are typically timed out so that I have this amount of time for shaving, this amount of time for contact lenses, uh-huh. and then, you know, what am I going to throw in the oven? Because, like, yesterday I had a meeting. Uh-huh. So for me, I still don't leave the house you know, without food. So I throw in the chicken, throw in the vegetables, go upstairs, shave, shave, shave. Then make pancakes for your son. Get my son, (laughs) get my son ready to go. You know what I mean? So by the time I leave the house, I can pull everything out and I'm good. Right. So, but yeah, I, listen, you can, you can come out of house. I feel like on a random Sunday, you know. Lay it out. Just saying. You know what's so funny? What? Um, you were, uh, I was looking at this, uh, Keisha and I, Keisha was just a guest on uh, the show I'm producing. Yes. And uh, there was a really funny moment when you guys, when I did the top five, uh-huh. which is absolutely my favorite game. Now, I'm okay. so glad it worked on oh, the show. Oh, time out. We should do it with you now. Yo, you, I'll do it. But Uh-oh. you were so perfect for this game. I mean, honestly, because when you write these shows out, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to translate well. Mm-hmm. That top five. I don't even remember lo- what I said. Yo, but see, that's what makes it organic. You know, we don't. 
allow you to prepare uh-huh. for the, the questions or the answers. There's one moment when you answered, um, the question is Jay-Z or Biggie. And you said, mm, you said Biggie. And then you guys were in the kitchen like, <laughs> um, it was really awesome. You know, yeah, Jersey yeah, just, just popped out there, real just, quick. Just got in there. Jersey pops Hoboken, out sometimes. baby, Hoboken. <laughs> Newark. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so what else is going on? No, just that I'm really excited about, um, you know, working in the food space because, you know, yep. I'm passionate about it. And it just makes me happy. When you're greedy and you like to eat, you need to know how to cook. And I fall in that category. But not to mention, you know, it's just about making it more attainable. You know, that's what really what we talked about. Yes, you're a yep. chef and you know all the tricks and you did this and you've studied yeah. this. And I respect that. Thank you. Because, you know, it's like being an actor. People want to pop up and be like, I'm an actor. Oh, and You're my like, God. okay. Well, really? <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. And it is a craft behind it. It's something that you study. It's something you have to be dedicated to. Mm-hmm. And... Anything that I do, I really desire to do well. And I I always rather be, you know, a master of few versus a jack or a master of one versus a jack yeah, of many yeah. trades. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the great things. Actually, it's one of the pros and cons of being a chef nowadays. First of all, everyone's a celebrity chef. Right. Like, you got these 19-year-olds doing, like, one episode of Cutthroat Kitchen. I'm a celebrity chef. Yeah, with a manager. Yes. Like, call my people. Um, really? <laughs> Motherfucker? I'm like, shit, sorry. It's okay, sorry, you can sorry, say sorry. that, you can I'm say like, that. Really? Look, my listeners know I have a horrible potty yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so like, bad that my Nana has had to call me, like, Keisha, Keisha I need you to stop it. Pump, pump the brakes. Please. But, you know, in, in situations like that, I really have no tolerance for it because, you know, after cooking for 30 plus years, there's still lots to do. There's still lots to discover in food. And it's not about celebrity anything. It's right. about protecting the integrity of the food, the the industry, and especially for me as an African-American where there's so few of us, it's even more important for me to protect what my small contribution to, to the business, right. like protect what I've developed and created. So, no, I don't want a bunch of weed heads in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to get out of the crib. I'm going to go to culinary school. Well, no, go do something else. Go to the Army. <laughs> I go well, be a why, okay, wait, why would you send them to protect our country? Well, well yeah, probably, <laughs> I mean, probably not that. Maybe we should. <laughs> right. Maybe we should stop smoking the weed a little right. bit and focus. <laughs> I mean, I feel like like I, I actually wrote a piece called "Rolled Off the Couch." Okay, because it was like at some point you realize I got to get off the couch and do uh-huh. something. Well, I'll go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but what's different and unique about you is that you 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 are an actor. You love what you do, and this is something that you're also passionate about. But you take the same, I'd say, um, the same steps to make sure that what you're doing is well-received mm-hmm. and done correctly, which is completely different than everybody else. People think it's like making shit taste good. And, and, and you know what? I learned a really valuable lesson because we actually did shoot a few pilot episodes for you know my cooking show recently. And it's different. Like, it's, it, it's a skill. Yeah. You know, it's not just cooking and your food tasting good but when you're actually shooting a cooking show Mm -hmm. there are so many freaking things that you have to remember like simple like you know if you're chopping something naturally you want to look and kind of be involved with what you're doing but you still have to engage with the camera you still have to explain to the audience each step of the process so that they can understand how to do it at home you have to empower them with the knowledge and make sure it's right because you know people be like "Uh uh-uh so-and-so said whoopity whoopity whoppity whop 
So there was. My so mama many, don't put no shrimp in her grain. Right. Like there's so many oh, pieces, mama, yeah. and then even the making sure you have the stunt roast and this yeah. and the yeah. and when you roast a leg of lamb and it takes two hours. You the beauty, out the, the, the swap the outs. beauty shots, the swap outs, and then people touching and molesting and maneuvering right. the food to make sure that it's actually in the right position and that you've. It, it was so much. And but you know what's funny, it, it, and it's really, really. It's like you and I were having a conversation. <clears throat> it's like you guys, as actors, you get weeks to block and, and table reads and script rehearse. Well, it and depends. When I was paying, we didn't get all that. <laughs> we taping them all. Look, shout out to Tyler and all that TPS crew. We made it. We we made it happen. <laughs> we taping them all at nine. What today, day? not tomorrow. Oh wow, that's today. crazy. Oh yeah, no, we I, shot an episode a day. Like, really? Table read, block, shoot. Wow. Bam. Is that show still on? No. We're, we did, I think it was, I was on five, maybe five years of the series, but total, I came in kind of like the second or third right, right. year of the show. But yeah, we did like five episodes a week. What, what, bam, um, bam, bam. what, uh, just jumping off of food for a second, I mean, because we could talk about that all day. Um, I'm just like curious, like, what, what's next for you in your, like, the acting space? Are you, man, I'm taking it day by day right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through, get my through life. the week. <laughs> I'm trying to make it to the Your life is the movie. Right, right. Next, I, the I next said, sitcom no, is going to be. My, I, I woke up the other day because at the end of the day, on all of this stuff, I gotta find the funny. And I just have found the funny in so many random ways. And, um, it's actually, I'm not going to go into it, but Mr. Cosby gave me a call recently. And he was just like, you got to find the funny. Like, you have to. And that's what I do every day. I woke up and I told Shardy this. I'm like, Tyler, call me for real, for real. Because I was like, my life is a Tyler Perry movie right now. You know, and, and you know, I'm telling you, honestly, man, it is, you, you find out, and not to get too serious and deep, mm-hmm. but you really find out what people are made of and not yeah. just the, the cliche terms but you know you realize how little business people have of their own that they if they can spend 75 percent of their time more about what the you doing <laughs> then they obviously have nothing to do. But do you know what i'm blessed because that means that you know people don't try to come after what isn't the best or what isn't great mm-hmm. so i'm grateful because clearly i'm doing something right um, in terms of, because if it was nothing worth going out, you know, it wouldn't be happening. Right. But, so, but then also you have to really think about what what's the lesson in it for you, oh, and, absolutely. and what and and you know what you gotta. You're right. You gotta find it funny because at the end of the day, your life right now is somebody else's soundbite. But that, then as soon as somebody else, there's something else going on, then they'll move on. Absolutely. But yeah, but for you. You take these hard lessons, and they can be hard yeah. and emotional and painful, especially when you have like it's not about what people don't get is when when someone is writing something or saying something about you, your mama yeah. is hearing it. Yeah, your classmates are hearing it. Your nieces and nephews. But guess are what? It. We ain't gonna talk about none none of that stuff because right. I ain't giving nobody no more shine. I'm keeping it moving, and I am enjoying life. And buff doing what out. I do, and right now I'm working on. You know, I have my podcast, and then we're working on our food stuff. Right. I'm working on my spices. We have to wow, talk about nice. that. I'm very excited. Nice. So yes, it's coming. It's coming together, and just living each day. Like I just got to take each day at a time. Yep. Okay, what do I need to do today? Yep. And be very much in the present of what's right happening now. right now. Yep. And then as things come, 
I deal with them. But, you know, there's there's always so many different opportunities. We're working on a few other things and the you know, we have a couple meetings and I'm really interested in delving. I'm writing a lot, delving into the production side has always been my passion. Mm-hmm. And um, I do write. So I'm just allowing God and my angels to lead me to wherever I'm supposed to be. You know what? It, it's funny. <clears throat> I am probably the most creative. There's a weird little issue that I have in life. When I'm at my highest level of stress, mm-hmm. there are only two things that can really, really relieve me of that stress. One is washing dishes. Okay. And the other is cutting grass. I just go out and cut grass. But later in life, I've learned that I've always been a closet writer. Mm-hmm. And I, I I am inspired by creating things in my mind and then on paper and then into fruition. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you as you look into <clears throat> writing and producing. As you know, I just produced a pilot. And I absolutely am in love with the process and I learned a lot, but also knew a lot. I I, I trust information that, and that's the biggest thing. You know what? That's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned is, and I always knew to trust myself, Mm -hmm. but to really trust myself. And so often we can talk ourselves out of what we know Yep. or we can allow others more specifically Mm -hmm. to talk ourselves out of what we know is right. And I'm just at a place where I'm like, I just have to wholeheartedly trust me right now and um, just go with it. Whatever it is, I got to trust it. Um, So I'm there with you 100 percent. But I love, you know, a lot of people don't know. I did a television movie several years ago, Christmas at Water's Edge, as well as the projects that we're doing that um, I'm an executive. We're executive producers on. So that side of of of. The camera, like, that's what I went to school for, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, it's what I love. Like, and I'm not, and it's not about a vanity credit for me. Like, right. you know, we're in yeah, the yeah, trenches. No yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to, whatever it is that needs to be done. Oh, set design, is that what we need to do right now? get in there. You, you do what needs to be done because, you know, I take ownership of it. Like, right. this is a reflection of me, of you, of who we are, of, um, you know, so... It's not about that's not my title. It's okay. Right. What needs to be done? Right, and and also that's why I've also and and have always had a certain respect and would never say I'm a producer, mm-hmm. you know, because I always felt that there is a, a certain unintentional disrespect for the people who are actually producers, and when you get into the process, you realize that it's not nine to five. It's mm-hmm. not glamorous. It's I mean, it's done. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> up until three in the morning. Most nights, you know, work like last night, I'm working on a budget for nine, nine more episodes. Nice. But I'm, I mean, but like you, you can't be excited about the nine yet because you are in the middle of the budget going, damn. But it happens. But it it's, happens. but it's great though. It really is great. And, and, and you know, it's funny, you know, as I don't know, I was talking to Daryl, our attorney. Our attorney. Mm-hmm. And I said to him <clears throat> recently, um, you know, one of the hardest things still is the the lack of diversity in the culinary space. Food Network, Cooking Channel, all of them, whole family. Like, there were a time where I would not say it. I'm saying it now. It's like, y'all need more diversity. And it, it it's... It's almost unfair how difficult it is for us to make our mark in that space. And And the crazy thing is, is that when you look to culinary, like you can even look historically, Mm -hmm. specifically African-Americans are the ones 
who have brought this style of cooking to America. You know, from the slave days, we were the ones in the kitchen preparing the meals for the families. And coming up with things that were left over to feed, to our, feed families. our families. You know, so, and then in, in, in terms of creative, fun, energy, mm-hmm. who, who does that? Right. We, we do that. We bring the funny. We bring the pain. We bring Absolutely. the, we bring that. And, you know, so I was saying to, to our attorney the other day, I was like, I'm so not broken. It's just that. But I'm doing a Ben Affleck. Like, if y'all ain't going to give it to me. We're going to develop it. We're going to make our own. And, yeah, it's a little harder. And uh, the financials of it are a little more difficult because you you typically are spending your own money. Mm -hmm. But I believe in me. I believe in God first, and then I believe in me second. And what I know is. What I got. What I know is this. In terms of business. Why would anyone be willing to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in you? But we're going to take a quick break because when we come back to Candle Keisha, I want to hear more about the show you're producing. I mean, granted, I know a little bit about it because I did do, (laughs) but, you know, everyone else doesn't know about it. So and everything else that you have going on in the culinary space and and wherever. So this is Candidly Keisha. Stay tuned. We'll be right back more with G Garvin. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We are back with Candidly Keishan G. Garvin in the studio talking about his myriad of projects and endeavors. So what what else you got going on? Well, um, you know, it's funny. I am uh, I'm, I'm working my butt off mm-hmm. in building my company. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, my company is comprised of three components mm-hmm. or three departments. Garvin Food Group is where I do everything that relates to the food space in wow. terms of recipe development. This is the relationship with Magic Johnson mm-hmm. and Sodexo Magic. I serve as chief culinary advisor. Um, that's where we service from Disney World, 66,000 mm-hmm. employees. I'm directly responsible for developing those re- those recipes um, and rolling out the execution of those recipes. So anything relating to food is Garvin Food Group. One Bite Productions is all things television, television. related. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pilot you were just a guest on, which were amazing, um, called Butter and Thank Brown. You. That was fun. Yeah, were you good. were awesome. You were awesome. Um, you know, so I've got that show. You and I are continuing mm-hmm. to work on your cooking projects. Um, I've got four other shows. One of somebody else you know, um, uh-huh. the judge. Um, still quiet, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a daytime spot that I'm working on. Something really interesting. Um, and then I've got this group of women um, that are all young business women trying uh-huh. to make it called Making It in EA. So I'm really venturing out into. Is that a show already? I sure as hell hope not. Oh. You've probably seen it or heard it from me. Oh, okay. Sorry, just kidding. Yeah, no, it, it, I hope, you know, listen, everything's a working title until the deal's done. Right, I got um, it. So as I continue to build a production company, uh-huh. um, you know, looking at all the opportunities to create stuff for myself and other talent. Mm-hmm. And then the last part is um, Crunch Gourmet, which is my food line. Nice. Which is the airport restaurant, mm-hmm. the spices, the peanuts, um, I were, you know, we were doing cookies, but we had a little setback. So okay. I like your balsamic. I love your balsamic vinegar. Thank you. Random Thank you. <clears throat> no, no. Oils and vinegars are a passion for me. So those are the three departments in building my company. Mm-hmm. And, and, and every day, Keish, I work on one or all three. Um, yeah. 
and pushing on I forward. always joke. I'm like, I don't know when you sleep. I, you know what? I, 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 I don't, but I'm okay <laughs> with it right now. I, at some point, it's going to come back. But, you know, listen, you and I know, again, our attorney believes in what? What's the philosophy? philosophy he the, believes the, in. You need the, the, what is it, 16, seven, 7, or the 7 extremes of income. Of yeah. yeah, and we have to, listen, you have, to, mold, you have, have to diversify. Yeah, you gotta diversify, and not because it's not about money. Oh, it was called the 16th minute of fame. Yeah, that was the book. That was the book. Yeah, that was the but book. But it was the seven, 7 streams of income. Yeah, and, and what yeah, that means revenue. is, yeah, we, we listen, I, I, I'm on a TV show, Guys Grocery Games as a judge, my cooking show on uh, cook food, what is it? Cooking Channel with three seasons. <laughs> one, one of those. I you remember know, it. somebody that ain't had enough diversity in it. But um, so when that slows down, mm-hmm. I do something else. But do it in a way that I I love doing it, not just that's like important. desperate for attention. You know. And that's what I was gonna say. One of the things that I really respect about you is. You do work hard, and you have so many different irons in the fire, and you, you have so many different amazing businesses that are successful in Thank your you. own right. But you're a very humble, like you're not on everyone's, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're working. Yeah. And that's a lot of times what I tell people, you know, because people get mad, like, about, oh, you're not on social media enough, or you're not this, or you're not that. Because I'm doing shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I got stuff to do. I don't have time to perfect this selfie game. Like, <laughs> takes work some people i my head my head my hats go off to people who can do that because it is a process when i look at my friends we'll be out and i'm like you're not even enjoying the moment because you're too busy trying to get the perfect selfie then when you get the shot then you analyze the shot then you have to do this this app that touches this up right. and then this app that brings because there's a bulge right here that you right. don't like right. and then this app that i'm like i i'm i just i don't i lost patience you know like, what's crazy 20 minutes ago yo first of all I don't know whoever has the time or knows where to buy a selfie stick. Like shit Someone like that gave for me, me one, though. Okay, I don't know go. where it is. I kind of lost it. Okay, okay. But I don't know where you buy them either. Oh, the yeah, as so, seen on TV section, James says. But no, like they don't even have, they even have cases and stuff yeah, that have crazy. like light up things around. Actually, I kind of want one of those. I think it's like a Lumi or something. Yeah, I've seen I those. do want a Lumi. But I'm know, not going to lie. I, I'm just thinking about when you, how much of your life are you missing Trying to keep up with social media. A whole lot. You know, it's like times have really changed. And listen, I'm old. You know, I'm not a millennial. So <laughs> Neither am I. maybe okay. it's just not. My daughter's 12. I can't get her to pick her head up. I'm like, yo, get off the phone. I don't care what you do. My niece get, Jet knows how to, she's not even two, and she knows how to use the iPhone. As, probably. as does my son. It's crazy. But I mean, I'm not hating. Like, I'll take, I'll yeah, take yeah, a picture. Yeah. And then the other thing that I don't understand is on social media, how people will have like, because like my pictures usually are selfies, because it's normally just me. Right. Like, I don't have anyone. Well, Shardy will be with me, but I don't have her like, she's actually doing stuff. Yeah, like, you don't have working. a glam squad. I don't have her like, okay, can you take this picture of me right quick? <laughs> so that we, right angle, right angle. <laughs> yeah. But I, I realized, like, I'll have to think about it randomly. Like, ooh, I should take a picture. And then I'll I'm gonna show you. Something. I'm going to show you one of my selfies. This is the kind of stuff that I do. I'm scared. Um, don't be. But it, it's it, it, this is what I'm impressed by about myself and how, um, as you can see, it's taking me more than it should to even get Find there. Find the photo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the other button. No, I'm just joking. Oh, you were right, though. <laughs> It's so funny. And, you know, listen, I'm glad people love this whole thing, and I'm sure there is uh, a method to the madness of fun, but shh, I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, 
I post stuff like, let me show you. 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 Yeah, I'm not good at this. I can show you one of my favorite, though. Okay, that's not a selfie. That's no, that's Nicole picture. Murphy. I know it's Nicole Murphy. I'm like, Ooh, I'm I just, I just, It's just in there. <laughs> okay. I was like, <laughs> I just, wait, I, I thought we were looking at selfies. I'm confused. Hey, look, I'm like, that I is dream. not you. <laughs> sometimes I dream. You're going to get yourself in trouble. No. Uh huh. Oh. Your fiance gonna get you. Hey, relationships are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it there. No, it's okay. We can we we can't take it out though. But it's moving on. So you sure didn't show me a selfie. How about that? <laughs> I couldn't find it. That's a good thing. I personally, if a guy has selfies in his phone, I that's a little weird, I have, right? I, yes, right. That's I will, a little strange. I, I kind of look at you differently. Okay, but I, now I have to find it so you can see. But this is no. I'm being honest. The fact that you're having a hard time finding a selfie is a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm kind of a man's man, even though I I, I do like my manicures and my pedicures are important to me lifelong. No, um, no but judgment. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm 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 not really the dude that's gonna get the right angle. Um, you know, on the street you corner. Know, you know, I get it. You met my brothers. <laughs> they talk about men's, men's men, all of them. <laughs> That's so funny because we were talking to, uh, I was talking to Melissa at the network mm-hmm. the other day about JP. Um, <laughs> and she was like, I like him. Strong, quiet type. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rugged. Just roll say up much, in the truck. But that don't mean nothing. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Do not get That's it twisted. That's kind of like the whole Pulliam family, though. You just yeah. kind of, you know. But sometimes you have to teach folk. Sometimes you have to teach folk. I really want you to see this picture. This one picture. Oh, here it is. That's my typical. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that I don't think you need. That's a funny one though. You should. What my son does. I know the picture is of Jerry with stickers all over his face and head that his son has put there, and it is adorable. And he has this look on his face like I know the feeling. I I I I when I wrote when I wrote I said this is a selfie of a dad. That is. That is it. I woke up my niece. I love her to death. So it depends on her mood. Sometimes I'm an auntie. Sometimes I'm Quiche. Her new one that she calls my whole name is, she'll say Keisha. So, wow. yes, I'm, so now I'm, I asked her, I said, so when do, how do you discern, how do you decide what you want to call me? Like, is it because if you want something versus if you like, because I, I don't understand how the thought process. She's one and a half, by the way. Y'all know this. I talk about her all all the time. So yesterday morning, um, I woke up. I was by there. And um, so she's like, remote, auntie, remote. Okay. Then she's like, Keisha. Yes. Okay. So I turn the cartoons on. I'm laying in the bed. Kunta, my dog, is laying on top of me. Jet is laying on me. And next to us are her baby dolls, Gabby and she hasn't given the second one a name yet, but it's a cabbage patch that my mom's dog got to and bit the nose off. Oh. So we're all laying in the bed while she has a thing with my belly where she can't just rub my belly from the outside of my clothes. She has to pull my shirt up, put her hand on my belly, and so then she's rubbing it with her arm around her dolls, her head on me, talking you know, talking to the baby while like, we watch cartoons. Woman. Grown That's woman. so funny. Old soul. Yes, that is my niece every morning. She, if nice. I'm there, she comes finding me. Keish. Keisha. Yes. My son now calls me dad. I don't know how much I like that. It's you like, like daddy better? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just a sign of him. He's like, he's three and he's gone from daddy. He's like, hi, daddy. And he's like, dad. I'm like, yo, man. <laughs> I got one even better. So my, my sister-in-law, Jade, 
um, she always jokes with my brother and will refer to him as her baby daddy. They're married, but she'll be like, hey, baby daddy. The other day, Jet goes to my, my brother, who's her father, and says, hey, baby daddy. That's hilarious. I was like, you've got to watch what you say, because this little girl is going to repeat any and everything. And I have to say this. It's not funny, but this is her newest thing that cracks me the hell up. And I know I'm inappropriate and completely in the wrong for laughing at it. But she has so much personality, and she mocks everything. And randomly, I realized that after I heard her say it, that this is a saying that all of us say. Me, my mom, my brother, Jade, all of my brothers. Been, oh, shit. <laughs> and she says it just like that. But it's funny. She picked up my mom's phone because she'll like, watch her like Sesame Street and her videos. And she said, oh, shit, Elmo. <laughs> Yo, <clears throat> I can me, so. Let me tell you, I died. It's so I can so relate because my thing is I'll say in a shockingly sort of tone I'll go well damn <laughs> you know and I'm, thought, just saying, I'm sure he said well damn yo this dude says two things that really bugs me out and I'll just hear it like down the hall like he'll be playing with his sister or looking for something and he'll just say come on man I'm like oh my god because I'm always like Max come on man let's, let's right. you know let's go and the other day. We had this one show he's not allowed to watch. It's called Ryan's Toy Review. Okay. It's really, it's, kids got like two million followers. Is that the one where they like unpack a toy or something? Yeah, they unpack toys, yeah. but it's really aggressive. Okay. He's always destroying stuff. And, and I'm like, no, I don't want you watching that. So we argue every day about Ryan's Toy he Review. He said, well, damn. And homeboy <laughs> said, he says, Dad, Ryan's Toy Review. I was like, no, Max. And he goes, well, damn. I said, boy. <laughs> And then I said, come on, man. <laughs> can I tell you, kids, I love them. I can only imagine that my little one, the potty mouth she is going to have. Between me and my family, it's, she's, she, it's going to be. And the funniest thing was, shit was my brother Michonne's, one of his first words, too. He was probably about Jess age. He dropped something. He was, like, playing with a toy or something. And he was like, shit. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. And you know what's so, it's so, my son, when I'm trying to get on him, he will say the craziest stuff. And it's it's exactly what I've said to him. So I have to, I have to look away to not laugh so I can get on him. You know, like, like the other day, my son has a little table, right? Uh-huh. These two little white chairs where he's supposed to eat. This is, you know, post high chair. You know, you're going to be a big boy, right? And now he's at that place where when I, I trick him, I go, well, you're going to be a big boy or baby. I'm not a baby, Dad. Okay, you know, I got you now, right. right? So the other day he's sitting there and he wouldn't eat. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Let You got to eat. And my son just looked up at me. He goes like this. He goes, kidding, Dad? Are you <laughs> kidding me? I, so I just had to, I just went like You had to look away. And then and how I, did you respond? I just said, man, come on and eat, man. But then he got, he's got me because he see me. Right. He's, you know, he saw you laugh. Like, oh, it's, but it's, it's so amazing. You're going to love it. it. It's one of the most, I just don't know how to articulate mm-hmm. some of the moments that will you will encounter surprisingly and they never stop. Like there are things my son will never do twice. So in three years, that shit I've never seen him do twice, but was so funny the first time. I don't even need to see it again. Right. And it's like it's so weird because I get to this place in my life where, well, I'm at that place. Mm-hmm. I can have meetings all day. I will structure everything between 9 a.m. and 4 because when I'm in town, I just want to pick him up from school. I just want to be there. That's awesome. And then 4 to 7 is his time, dinner, bath, and I just enjoy it. And then if I'm out, like I had a meeting last night, 
I wanted to be home by nine regardless. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty positive meeting. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to miss my son. I got to get to the crib. I want to see my son. I want to, you know, say goodnight, talk to him and blah, blah, blah. Family is everything. You don't get those moments back. No. You don't get those. So do you think, okay, we'll we'll wrap it up shortly. Question. So what do you think, like knowing your son's personality, do you feel he will follow in your footsteps and do something with food? Or what do you feel he will do? I know he's only, what, three now? Yes. It's hard to tell. I mean, I'm not, we're not holding you to this prediction. Yeah, you know, I think that my son, he right now he loves food. Like he loves being in the kitchen. He okay. wants to plant flour. He wants to mix the eggs. And I think it's a phase that they go through. So I think right now it's going to be something physical because uh-huh. – he is very aggressive in a, in a good way. Like, he likes to box wrestle, uh, and he loves to cook, and, you know, he just started karate. Okay. Um, so I think it's going to be something physical for sure. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Well, it'll be very interesting to see. He's oh, such boy. a cutie. Um, um, you guys came. We did a special screening of uh, Finding Dory about a month ago, I think, a little over a month ago now, and, and you guys came, and he's such a little sweet muffin. I love little babies. I could just eat them up all day long. Yeah, no, thank you. It's, you know, he's, um, you know, it's one of those things that you, you know, because my dad wasn't in my life, I've overcompensated with him, mm-hmm. and I have to be careful there because, you know, I still want him to have some independence and learn some things, right. you know, the hard way. But, um I, I, I can't be more lucky. I don't know. Even, you know, Keisha's so crazy because you have things going on in your life right mm-hmm. now. You never know when someone is going through something because a lot of times they handle it internally. Mm-hmm. And in my darkest of days, um, and sometimes your dark days have nothing to do with you. It could be what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I just recently wrote a piece called Stop the Madness. Um, just because I'm, I just want everybody to fucking stop. I feel like if you have it, you're going to read it for us. What are we doing? I, I mean, I doing? can probably remember okay. it, but you know, it's like, I, I just want everybody to stop. Just mm-hmm. like, come on, y'all, let's stop. Right. This, this is God's planet. And all of us, we just visited. Cause in a hundred years, all us motherfuckers going to be gone. Hells yeah. You know? So I was going to say all of that to say in my darkest days, whatever the reasons might be, the one moment I think of my son or my daughter. It's like, ah, okay, but cool. Right. So it's really... Your I daughter really is visiting lucky. now, right? Yeah, she's here. 12, okay, tell sleeping. her I said hi. I will. She I haven't sleep met her all yet. Day. <laughs> you're better than my dad would have been like, wake your ass up. Yo, so I'm you're, like... So you're better than my dad. He would have... My dad used to like... And I appreciate it now. Like, in the time, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, this ass. But now, I appreciate everything that my dad has taught me. Yeah. He's a, definitely from the lesson of, you know... Tough love. Hard knocks, baby. Hard knocks. Absolutely. I leave the house. Everybody leave the house and go somewhere. Yes. My dad is <laughs> the, like, and people think that, you know, and I and what I appreciate is it's a lot of where my work ethic came from. It's a lot of where, oh, hilarious. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> they can't see this picture that you just showed me, but this is hilarious. But, but you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have pregnancy brains, so I'm easily distracted. But, you know, my dad really... He really taught me how to be tough. Mm-hmm. My dad taught me, you know, through his tough love, how to keep standing during any difficult yeah. situation, yeah, yeah. how to keep it moving and, you know, just just be my best me. Like yeah. he was the type who would and people think because I live this like charmed, mm-hmm. like pampered life because of the work <clears throat> I did. But no, when I came home, he was probably harder on me because yeah. of what I did than anyone else. 
And he would do stuff like we when we lived in Northern Virginia when I was in high school, we lived on like a 25 acre farm pretty much. And we had this huge flower bed outside of our house that ran the length of the house. It was probably about four to five feet wide, running like 40 yards, mm-hmm. if not more. And he would do things like, you're going to come outside. You're going to pick the weeds in this flower bed. Not spray them with anything. Not use any sort of contraction. You are going to pick these weeds by hand this summer in the Virginia sun today. Don't have it finished by the time I get home. And, you know, to kids now that seems crazy. But I so appreciate even those lessons um, because... And, and he also helped me and my brother stick together so yeah. much because, you know, he was the united front that we had to fight against. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, <clears throat> now we appreciate it. But, you know. You know what's funny? It's so funny you say that. My daughter, it's like I think she's sort of feeling that now because I'm, you know, sometimes I'll let her sleep. But most mornings I'm like, yo, when the house is up, the whole house is up. Right. No TV. Find something to do. Go outside. Read a book. Sleep. I mean, <laughs> you got you got you have to do something, and it's really hard because they don't really get it now. She's like, "But I'm 12." But it's like, you know what? Even if you wash the dishes after dinner, load, unload the dishwasher, you have to partake in something every day. Mm-hmm. You know what, Keish? It's funny because I am the exact same way. Like I learned really young how to be a part of life. Which means later in life, you can determine your life because you're a leader, not a follower. Exactly. And you're a doer. And and um, just a quick funny story. I'm sorry, I digress. Quick funny story mm-hmm. about your dad. I don't think I've ever met him. But your brother and I were talking. <laughs> Yo, I laughed so hard. <clears throat> we were talking about allergies, right? Yes. Because I have only living in Atlanta recently for the last four years and being in California for the last 30. Right. JP and I were talking about allergies and my son has a severe peanut allergy mm-hmm. and JP was like man shit has really changed he's like when I grew up man we you could eat anything and I was yeah. like yeah right we could eat everything <laughs> and he was like it, it for me it probably don't bother me because my dad didn't give a damn he, he was didn't. like it's hot sun it's yellow outside go cut that grass he and didn't I give yo, a I damn. laughed so hard JP was like my dad didn't give a damn <laughs> he was like I don't care if it's hot get out there and cut that grass My dad would do stuff like, I'll never forget this story. I would be like, we're on the Cosby show. Like, they're catered meals and people going out to lunch and what have you. And I'll never forget the dad day. Because my dad's from, you know, like, my family, we're from Newark, New Jersey. We're from the hood. (coughs) But he made sure to keep us humble. (laughs) I'll never forget the day we left the house. He packed our lunch. He came with me to set this day. I must have been maybe 10. We'll say I was about 10, 11, maybe. And I was so excited. I wanted to go out to lunch with everybody. He was like, no, we're going to eat here. Mind you, he packed spaghetti. We had run out of the out of spaghetti noodles at the house. <laughs> this Negro made spaghetti with rice. <laughs> you had the first risotto. Yeah, spaghetti with rice and made me eat it, right? I was pissed. I was like, are you serious? You know, when you're 11, like, everything is like the it's end of so the world. Yes. Oh, my God. But, like, my dad would do stuff like that. Just to prove a point, not that we couldn't get noodles, yeah. not that there weren't noodles available somewhere else, but no, you gonna eat this damn spaghetti with this that rice and you gonna hilarious. like it. Hilarious. <laughs> hey, I have a question. I don't know if you have to take a break, but no, you know, no, I've no, always no. wondered <clears throat> when you you were acting since you were how old? Eight months, nine months. So, who job. made the decision? Did your parents just say she's cute, or what? What? And then, how did you decide that it's what you wanted to stick to? Well, this is how it happened. Um, it started out as a hobby. 
um, my mom, when I was, I was like a really friendly baby apparently mm. and would like go to anybody and was like cute and all right, that kind right. of stuff. This is what I've been told. Cause, so um, I was in New Jersey. My mom was at home with me and was bored and was like, we're going to go over into the city. She sent my picture into an agency right. and, you know, they started sending me on, you know, jobs and that would be our thing. We get on the train. My mom would take me over. We go on the audition and I just kept booking them. It's kind of how it happened. Wow. So I did like pajamas commercials. I did Johnson. My first was a Johnson and Johnson print ad when I was nine months old. Um, then I did Sesame street and I did the last drag in the movie. I did like a Del Monte corn. I did a myriad. I did a whole bunch of commercials and stuff in between and like print stuff. And then um, at four was when I got the Cosby show and my parents always kept it fun. It wasn't like, that traditional stage mom type of stuff. It was honestly a hobby, just something that we did to kill time that I just kept working. And once I got, you know, the Cosby show and got of age, I, that point, um, it was always something that I knew I didn't have to do and that I could stop doing if I chose to. And in fact, after Cosby show, I took a big break. I was 13. It was right before my 13th birthday when the Cosby show ended. And, you know, I probably would have wanted to continue at that point, like keep going. But my parents were very, you know, the importance of education was paramount. You know, neither one of my parents had graduated from college. Um, My grandmother, you know, both of them maybe had like an associate's degree. My mom got pregnant with me when she was in college. So she had to stop going to college. Mm So they were like, y'all going to college. (laughs) You all are going to school. And it never occurred to me not to like they ingrained it so deeply in us, all of my brothers. You know, I'm a Spelman grad. My brother and me is a Morehouse grad. We have an Auburn grad. And we have a 2016 um, Morehouse graduate that's going to, that's a, well, he'll be 2017 because he's his senior year is this year. So, yeah, I just, um, we took, I took off from the business when the Cosby show finished. I went to high school and college uninterrupted. And then it was very much, you know, my choice. It was my choice all along, but I could have done something different. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to continue. You know, I really love what I do. I must say that for a little while I did kind of have a lull in the passion for acting just yeah. because sometimes the business piece of it can put a damper on what you love <clears throat> most about it. Yeah. And it's not about me not loving acting and not loving the process and, you know, all of that. But I just kind of was was over the the business part of it. You know, it's really funny you say that. That's I was there about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Cooking now is entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, with the explosion of cooking shows, I'd really gotten burned out on, first of all, being in entertainment and on television, television is, is difficult enough that you don't need a second handicap being African-American and having to fight two fights. Mm-hmm. And I found that when I was making TV or whether it was on TV or or associate producer when I was that, that's what I loved. It was never the attorneys and the fussing and the fighting and and all the things that came with it. So I had to really get myself into a space where I said, look, you love food for real. Like you've been cooking since you were nine years old. Mm -hmm. You were making eggs and rice when you were 12. Go back to there that, that damn rice again. Look at that rice, boy. Never leaves. <laughs> Uncle Ben's, baby. Right. Black it's, people believe it's some rice. Every, my mom cooks a pot of rice with every meal, but that's another story. Yes. Uh-huh. Yo, I got a, I, I cook rice once a week for the whole week, regardless. No, no bullshit. No. I, I do. You. I do. I mean, because it is, it is, 
I, I just love it. I grew up with it. I love it, and it just never leaves. Um, but I was interested in that question because my, both of my kids are at that place where they're starting to go, you know, they're cute kids. But for me, I, I'm harder on my kids because they are such good-looking kids, especially my daughter. I'm like, you know what? You can be beautiful. You can have some scent. Absolutely. You can know how to act, and you can know how to survive. So I'm not having you run around like some cute girl and have everything given There's to you. There's more to you. There's got to be. Yeah. So um, I was wondering just what that experience, is, that experience was like. But did your, your parents manage you also? My dad did, yes, when I was younger. Um, and then when I got older, that just wasn't the best relationship for us. And I decided, you know, that he's my dad always. Right. And that relationship was more important to me than any business relationship. How was that? What did you sit down Ooh, and, that's a whole day and that say, was, yo, no, daddy? That's a whole other show for <laughs> another say, dad, day. Dad. No, that's, that's the show for another day. <clears throat> I don't know that I need to open them can of worms back up. We have moved past How it. old were you? I was older. I was like, it was like right after college when oh, I was wow. like. I you know, you. it was tough. I'm not going to lie. It was tough, but it was a necessary change and it was necessary for me to grow yeah. and for him to trust that he'd given me everything that yeah. I needed to All have. The tools. He gave me the tools and it was time for me to kind of, you know, spread my wings. And, you know, it was definitely tough. Okay, one more Huh. One more question. Okay, you know what? No, this is candidly Keisha, not candidly Jerry, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, see you later, G. <laughs> no, it was, that was a really hard time. Like, and, and I always tell people, like, everyone has stuff. Everyone right. goes through stuff. Nobody gets to where they are in life without having mm -hmm. trials and tribulations and hard lessons. And, you know, it's not all roses and ponies and unicorns. It just isn't. Mm -mm. But it doesn't make it bad. Like, I'm so grateful at the space that me and my dad are in right now. And that, you know, I, I understand. Like, even if I didn't agree at the time, I understand what he was doing, what he was teaching me. And maybe it's because, like, I'm about to be a mom now, so I get it more. Like, I understand that even if the delivery wasn't always the best, that his intentions and his heart were always in the right place. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, you can't, like, you can't, you, you go based on what your knowledge base is. And it's not until now that, you know, I realized, like, parents, my parents were young yeah. in a really crazy business, bombarded with a whole lot of stuff in a whole new world. They and didn't you have were a successful. manual. Right. They didn't have a manual for yeah. this. They were flying by the seat of their pants. I was the guinea pig. Right. I'm the oldest. I was the guinea pig, and I get that, that they were doing the best they can. Were mistakes made? Absolutely. But did everything help make me who I am today? Absolutely. So I take none of it back. Like, you know what's so weird, though, is also in life, we just, you, you, I think you said it, your your knowledge base is your knowledge base, and you only know what you know. And it's 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 the fools who never learn more but the, the the good folk, right. like they say, they now, acknowledge so, what they don't right. know. <clears throat> yeah, I, I tell you, man, I look at my life and my career, and there's one thing that I wish I could undo, and that's probably the only thing I wish I could undo. And I'm talking about highs, lows, and just horrible, and then greatness. I mean, from dinner at the White House to cooking for a sitting president, mm. and everything in between. Literally, one thing I wish I could take back. Other than that, I take every lesson because now I yeah. get to pass it on. You Do you know? know the crazy thing is I don't I don't desire to take any of it back yeah. because it's those and it's funny I'm actually writing a, um I'm writing a movie right now that I was inspired to write and it's about just that that it's so often we look back and we 
we look at these tragedies that we perceive to be tragedies in our life. But once we look at the whole picture, we realize how they springboarded us to a space and an opportunity that we would not have had had it not been for that. So what I know is everything that's happened in my life for generations, like going back to my great grandmother, has prepared me and has positioned me to be where I am today. And it's not by my efforts alone. But, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but and this is, you know, part of the, the story that I'm writing right now is that my great-grandmother was actually murdered by my great-grandfather in front of my grandmother. And, you know, black people, oh, you don't talk about certain stuff. But, um, I mean, that's people in general, like family business, family business. Yeah, mostly black folks, though, because I grew up with the same thing, and it's like, it's really weird. God, please finish. But the crazy thing about that, and she's one of my angels who guides me along the way, um, and that one action is the catalyst that set everything in motion for me to be able to receive what I am today. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so special to me having a little girl because she is the fourth, fifth generation of strong women. And so as a result of that is what propelled my grandmother to then, you know, she was the youngest of several kids. I forgot. It's like seven, nine, you know, back then they just be having babies. 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 So is what propelled her to go to Montgomery. Then my grandmother, young, unwed, had my mother and my uncle that propelled her to leave the South, which was very, to go to New Jersey, which is where my mother met my, it's, it's a whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of these things in the midst of seemed to be horrible tragedies had it not been for every single event. Every step. Every step. Starting with my grandmother's murder, I would not be sitting here doing Candid Lakeisha right here today. So I'm blessed. I'm grateful. Yeah. And that's why I embrace it all. Yeah. Everything's an opportunity. It's up to you to find the positive in all of those actions and reactions. Yeah. And and then to be proactive as to, you know, what your daughter is allowed to see and be and, and, and help her determine her beliefs. Because Absolutely. I feel... You know, I had a horrible relationship with my dad because he he was just not around. Like, he basically just slept with my mom and kept it pushing. Do you know what I learned, too? Sometimes your parents, they teach you what not to do. Yeah. Oh, that dude, that's exactly where I'm going. And what I learned, listen, whether I'm a great dad or not, I believe I am. Right. So when I look at how much I hated my father for so long, I realized I lost such – I lost – all of these moments to have positive energy. So what I did was I just wanted to be better than him. Mm-hmm. But now, Keisha, look at my life. Without his experiences, I probably wouldn't be the great dad exactly. I think I am because I learned what not to be. And 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 to this day, you know, I'm young and happy and I could easily have stayed out last night and had a couple of drinks and a cigar and right. saw my son this morning. But I said, you know what? I remember nights when I was at my grandmother's house, and I was only there because I was hoping I'd see my dad at some point. Mm-hmm. But he never came home. He'd be out till four or five in the morning. So you learn, and it's it's really interesting how we all sort of redevelop ourselves yeah. and look at all of our lives, the past, and pick out, wow, this wasn't so bad after all. And then when you think about it. What, how bad is it for any of us when you think about a, 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 I always, a little girl in I always fucking say that. Kenya I say who's walking that nine miles to get water? There are people who are praying for my worries. Yep. 
And with that, I appreciate them. And I know a lot of people with all that I'm going through, you can't be that happy or you can't be this. You can't be that. You know what? My mom always told me happiness is a choice and don't ever let anyone steal your joy. Do I have moments of sadness? Does it hurt like hell? Hell yeah. yeah. But I can either choose to continue to wallow in this and feel some kind of way, or I can choose to be happy and choose to be optimistic and choose to recognize that this is a moment in time. That's my choice. And I'm sorry, looking at the alternative, I'm going to go sit by the pool and enjoy the hell out of my life because tomorrow is never promised. And the rest of this stuff will work itself out. It's not, it's not my worry. And I'm not interested in taking it on anymore. I'm good. I'm going to do what I need to do. If I need to cry, I'm going to cry. If I want to make an inappropriate joke about something, I'm going to joke. You know, that's just who I am. And it's who I've always been. I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah. And I know that that's part of my blessings. Yeah. So I'm not going to change that because someone else thinks. This Somebody is, else is stupid. Right. Or because someone feels that this is how it should look. This yeah. is how it should. You know, no, there is no. No two people have the same way of healing or working right. through things. And my way isn't any better than yours. But at the same point, you know, my way works for me. Period. And that's all that matters. Listen, I'm going to say two things to you. They're not going to be profound. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> life is like. The A box one... of chocolates? No, I'm joking. No. Well, <laughs> life is like the one thing Mike Tyson said. We all got a plan until I hit you in the face. Right. Mike Tyson, he would, yo, he would keep it very simple. It was like, everybody got a plan until I hit him in the face. That is what life is like. We all go, hey, you know, I want to meet my high school sweetheart. I want to get engaged. Yeah. I want to stay engaged for two years. I want to plan a wedding, have a big wedding, have a baby. Nah, my fucking don't work that way. <laughs> Secondly, I say this. Shit floats to the top. Concrete always sets. Yeah. And at the end of the day, concrete will always win. Yeah. And when you have, we have these moments in life that are that are enhanced by idiots and media and then people just not knowing, perpetuating this 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 ignorance, it all floats to the top quicker. Yeah. So what happens is because there's a hundred people talking about what they think is going on in your life, it's a hundred people pushing all that bullshit to the top. Yeah. And then finally, when it's all there, you, you look up and you go, okay, cool. Guys, know who you are, where you stand, where you stand, what you believe. And it's the few of us who are standing on the concrete that moves on. Can I tell you, my village is so crazy. No doubt. My village is so amazing and crazy that I'm blessed. Friends. I'm grateful. I have so much to be grateful for. And I find that that's like in life, and I always say this like my girls, you know, my, my camp, my nonprofit, and my boys too, is that... <sighs> You just, you have so very, very much to be grateful on. And it's really a matter of your perspective. Every day. It's easy to focus on the things you dislike or the things that make you unhappy. But the more you focus on all the great in your life, and then the more that you multiply that. And not only that, but normally we're looking at the things we dislike. If we really looked at them proportionate-wise, it may be 5% to 95% goodness over here. But we're turning our back to give the attention to this 5% that really, in the greater scheme of things, don't really matter. It's easier and and much more fun to smile. Yeah. It it takes less muscles. Did you know that takes less effort to smile? I didn't take it. I didn't didn't know that. But I, I tell you this. You know, when I look at my life, I have myopic keratoconus. It's, it's a term that most people will never fucking okay, understand. The, I need to know what that means. I have no clue. So myopic keratoconus, basically, I, rather than give you the, the diagnosis, it means that the vision 
So the the information from my brain to my cornea doesn't translate. That's why you be holding on to them contacts so hard. <laughs> no I'm <doubt>. joking. <laughs> For real though. So so I have to wear. Well, it's rare, but more common. Piggyback. So I have a soft lens, mm-hmm. and then a hard lens on top of the soft lens, and then my glasses. Wow. So right. So that's my life every day. And and imagine driving down 75 South and the fucking contact pops out. It, none of it works unless it all is together. Okay. That's my life. So when I think about, you know, when I think about what people think is a difficult time, I can't fucking see half the time. So when I'm in a restaurant going like this, everybody got jokes. I go, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got, you know, I, I got, I got to see. But what I do is I embrace. Every other physical aspect that is wonderful, and that's where I live. Right. I live in a place that says, I'm still happy, I'm still healthy. Yeah, you know, I struggle sometimes when the contacts won't go in or the eye swells, but it is what it is. But you got your eyes, and you can see. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I'll take the 75% vision that I have without my contacts, and that 25 makes it 100, versus zero. Absolutely. You know I find the positive. On that note, there's really nothing more to say. Hollow. There's nothing more to say. Drop the mic. (laughs) Drops the mic. I mean. (laughs) Jerry, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming. It's been an amazing treat. And it's funny because we talk all the time, but this is like, I feel like we've had such a. These are our moments. Yeah. This is our thing. Great moment. So yeah. I appreciate you. You know, anytime you have anything to talk about, you launching any of your spices and oils and vinegars and peanuts and all the stuff you do, new restaurants, you yeah. can come here and or if you just want to shoot shit. No, I appreciate we're right it. right here. I want to be like you though. You show up at eleven twenty nine for eleven thirty spot. Hey, we just go in and we just <laughs> do what we do. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's all love. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, this is candidly Keisha. I hope you guys enjoy an amazing, amazing weekend. And we will be right back next week with a new episode, new podcast, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.